Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. Okay, guys, I am here with Chelsea of Elliott Interiors. We have been talking about doing this podcast for a long time, so I'm glad it finally happened. Yes, so excited. How are you doing? Good. Just, I mean, it's been a weird 24 hours, but... Yes. Chelsea actually is in Nashville, 15 minutes from where, like, the tornado tore through. Yeah. Devastating things. So anyways, I was glad we still got to do this interview. (laughs) This is the most important thing. Um, But tell us a little bit about you and your business and exactly what you do. Okay. So I'm Chelsea Meyer, and I run a interior design business in Nashville called Elliott Interiors. And we've been around for about a year and a half, um, full service design. And so we do like full renovations, redecorating. Um, We can do shorter term projects like consultations, e-consults. And then I have like a one day kind of design service called Design in a Day. Um, Recently, we've been moving into uh, just embracing my passion for energy and healing energy in homes. It was something I didn't realize I was already doing um, with my clients. And then now kind of recognizing it and owning it more, I've just seen, it's just been really awesome to do. So we're kind of fine tuning what our services will be with that. And then we have a lot of uh, things coming in the pipeline, including a course that I'll be releasing with interior design and energy and just more, more stuff like that. Cool. And I think the reason I was really excited to have you on the podcast is so many times people are like living in these spaces that don't reflect them. And they think it's not that big of a deal and they'll get around to it when like they can finally get around to it or when they have enough money or whatever. And I think people just don't prioritize it. And I can tell such a big difference when my space reflects what, like who I feel like I am. So how do you, like, what do you think is important in that aspect of things, creating your own space? And how have you seen clients like step into their more like powerful selves after having some sort of project with you. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I think that a lot of times, especially people who maybe are like, I see it a lot with like moms, right. Mm. Or or in their home a lot or people who work from home and they just don't prioritize their space or they think that just having a clean space is enough when Mm. really it's like your home is your sanctuary, right? Like you're, if you are in a bad mood, if you are angry, if you're sad, you're going to retreat into your home. And so if it doesn't feel even subconsciously like a safe, like energizing space, then that's not going to show up with you. You're not really getting that full rest. And then even to get deeper with that, I'm like, you sleep in your home. So your subconscious Mm -hmm. is open. And I just think it's so important. And like you said, it's something a lot of people do overlook. Um, So there's just a few ways. I mean, a lot of times with my first thing I'll do when I meet with a client is walk through with a notebook and just like let them take the lead. Usually they'll kind of take me to where the biggest problem for them is first. And I'll just write down everything they say. And most of it obviously are negative thoughts or (laughs) what they're saying. And then a lot will be positive too. And then we'll just kind of go through like that. Um, But yeah, I don't know if that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love what you were saying about sanctuary. I think that's so true. Like that, that is what we all want our homes to feel like, but I think sometimes it feels 
like overwhelming to try to create that. And we see people's beautiful houses on Instagram or whatever. And it feels like so out of reach. And what I love about what you do is you actually make it feel a lot easier for like the everyday person to create a sanctuary like that. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. Like I, the thing with Instagram too, is like when we have like, I guess it's kind of like that FOMO or like keeping Mm -hmm. up with the Joneses is like a lot of times that's not even in alignment with your actual style, right? Like something might be pretty or you might see a design trend a lot on Instagram and like it just because you're seeing it, but then you could still implement that in your home and it not feel good. So a big thing too, is like, I have a background in custom menswear and it's kind of the similar thing where we had a brand and I would meet with a client who had a different style or taste and we'd have to kind of morph those together. Mm -hmm. And so when people are hiring me for my services, typically they're drawn to my aesthetic in general, but I still like, it's very rare. Someone gives you like full reign over doing the entire house, Mm -hmm. the way that I would do it. You always kind of blend the two together. And so in that too, like sometimes we might make choices that you don't see on Instagram a lot, but they are the right choices for them Mm -hmm. because you can make your house so beautiful, but it won't feel like you. And so it's just, it's like counterproductive with that. So that's something I feel like I I like to have people be aware of. Um, And also like a lot of times when we're trying to nail down their own design aesthetic, we'll look at kind of what they're liking on Instagram or saving and then what on Pinterest too. And I can kind of pinpoint like, okay, do you notice like you're pinning a lot of wood tones, like this specific Mm -hmm. tone or like you like a lot of leather. And then we pull that and it may not even be kind of what they initially thought they would want. That's cool. Um, how have you created your own sanctuary in your space? So I, I have a, like, it's, I do have a hard time when I'm like so creative and we're really flexing that muscle to where I'm like, well, now I want to change this and I want to change this. Yeah. So mine's actually more of like, I've had to change a lot of mindset with it and practice just like a lot of gratefulness and kept things really simple. So I know that at the, like the baseline for me is like, I love, neutrals. I love nature specifically like a question I'll ask clients a lot too. And they're really like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know what my design style is. Like, I don't know a color palette. Like, I feel like I'm mixed up. I'm like, so we'll look at, well, just the simple question. I'm like, where do you in the world, like feel most inspired or relaxed? Mm -hmm. And it's like, usually some people might say the beach, right. Mm -hmm. Or the mountains or the desert, like Palm Springs, whatever. So from that, you can immediately get a visual image in your mind Mm -hmm. of what you see there. And beach wise, we're not talking about like tacky beach stuff, but (laughs) lean more towards like those lighter color, faded colors, lighter wood tones, and just go around that with your own color palette. And so for me, it's like, I grew up in the mountains. So I like the richer tones. I like a lot of wood, black, white. And so I, as long as I stay there, I feel good. And I just like do that. I also smudge my house like all the time, which helps me. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about like what you mean by mindset changes and like, how have you integrated energy and like feng shui and all of that newer like stuff that you're now integrating into your business? Yeah. So mindset, like a, a good point too, is like, a big exercise I do, right. We're walking through a client's house and I'll do this too. when I'm feeling kind of stuck in my own house and I have three kids. So I feel like things can get really crazy often, um, is making myself aware of the things I'm thinking constantly. I think a lot of people, especially if they're spending time in their home, working from home, you're surrounded by it. So if you don't love your space, you don't realize how many negative thoughts you're thinking about your home. Mm. So when we go through and I'm like writing down, like, 
they hate the foyer. They don't feel like this is like, they hate the front door. They need a new couch. They don't feel like, I know that that client, every single time they walk by that room or they're in their space, they're thinking that. So even the fact of making myself aware of those thoughts with me and kind of reframing it to be like, I'm just grateful for this space. Or I know when I hit this goal, I'm going to replace this. Mm. Or I know that like, once my daughter is four and not two, I will invest in a new couch. Like, Mm -hmm. and kind of doing that and keeping it um, clean, like just trying to keep things free of clutter, which is a big feng shui thing as well, um, has helped me a lot with that. So. Yeah. And then how do you, if somebody has never smudged their home before, because I think there's probably a lot of people who haven't, like Mm -hmm. how do you do that process? And what does that exactly mean for somebody who's never heard of it? Okay. They never heard of smudging. Um, so essentially you're going to burn a dried plant substance, right? Most of them, it's going to be sage or Palo Santo. Um, What's your favorite? I, I don't like the smell of sage, but I think it's weed, kind of, (laughs) and it lingers. So it's like, if you've never done it, you have to do it first, right? Cause it's going to clear out any of the negative energies that are stuck in there. And so the first step would be to purchase it, right? Which you can get on Amazon or any kind of metaphysical store, crystal store, bookstore. I've seen them a lot lately and even like infrared sauna studios. Like it's really easy to find, I feel. So you will open a window or a few windows to let it out. And then a big thing, and this goes into um, feng shui uh, practice as well, is just setting an intention before you smudge. So it can even be as simple as like, um, I'm releasing anything that doesn't serve me or I want to move the energy out and just kind of take a minute and think that. And then you light it for 45 seconds, unless it's like really catching on fire <laughs> um, and then blow it out. And I feel like sage kind of falls apart. So I would put it in a bowl. So it's not like ash getting everywhere and you just walk slowly around your house and deal with the smell of sage corners <laughs> <laughs> and just have those windows open and then that'll go out. And then I like Palo Santo. I just feel like I, I see a total shift in energy. Like even this morning I was feeling really heavy about the tornado mm-hmm. and I felt like even, I haven't even left my house, but I feel like I was just kind of from looking at stuff online. Yeah. Um, that. And so I did that today for a long time. I just walked around my house a lot and it did feel like even mentally, I just like had a little bit more clarity. I felt Mm -hmm. energized and I can refocus and not, I was feeling very overwhelmed. Um, that one, I feel it's just like a bright energy. I like the smell more. I feel like it's sage to me. It's just a personal preference that I'll do it every so often where I feel like I like to do the other one as often as possible. Yeah. I love Palo Santo. It's like my favorite. I actually have it in like the spray bottles, you know, that's like the essential oil version of it. And I'm like freaking spraying it five times a day. (laughs) I mean, you, I don't think you, like, there's no limit to, I feel like it just brings in light. And so it's like, anytime you feel, and the more you do it too, I feel like anybody will start to notice Mm -hmm. when they are, or their kids or whatever, is just feeling kind of stuck. I've also heard it's good to do if you've had like a heavy argument or mm-hmm. a fight or something really like traumatic happens emotionally to even just clear the space there. Um, or if somebody's in your home and you have bad vibes from them, once they leave, like clear that shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. And I think that's like, honestly, 
a great first place to start if they are like reworking their mindset with their home. If you felt like negative towards it without even realizing it, because I don't think people realize it's like you said, they don't realize they're walking in and saying, Oh, I freaking hate this couch. I hate this. Like start there and then put. They have stuck themselves in there. So Mm -hmm. it's like you do kind of have to just move it all out. And I think Mm -hmm. it is something fun. I just think it's like a fun woo woo thing to do too, especially if you're just starting, you feel kind of like, I don't know. Witchy. It feels witchy. When I was doing it, I was like, wow. <laughs> the first time you're doing it, you're like, this is weird. I don't know what I'm doing. But then like, you'll start to own it. And like, yeah. It is fun. It's just an easy thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is the first room somebody should like focus on in their house if they're like, okay, I'm ready to like work on my space. Master bedroom. Every time. I just think like, most often it's the last room we're doing anyway. Like when people move in, especially if, cause no one's going in there. Yeah, right? you can close the door and nobody sees it. So especially like you're, you're focusing on your main areas. If you're cleaning up really quick for someone to come over, you either have like an overflow room or you're just dumping it all into your room. It's mm-hmm. almost always, it's not always, but almost always with clients, it's the last room to be done. It's usually like hodgepodge furniture. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, this is so important to do because like I was saying, it's, you do spend so much time in that bedroom. And I just think, especially over the last six months for me, as I like done a lot of inner work, energy work, I'm like, the last thing you see before you go to sleep is that space. Mm-hmm. You're in that space all night. And it's the first thing you see in the morning. And I feel like, you know, if you're not feeling inspired or energized in the morning, how is that going to translate over into the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. So for my clients too, I really try to like hone in on that. I'm like, usually there's not a lot of change it, like crazy things you have to do. It's like, let's just fix a few things. And sometimes it's just like updating some furniture, sure, bedding. We want to just like invest in that space. But when we lean into like that feng shui, there are tips of like, from your bed, you should be able to see the door and someone coming in and just, it shouldn't be under a window with like energy leaking. And I don't focus too much on that at first, unless it feels really weird walking in there, but it is definitely what I think is the most important. And then second to that very close second would be like a workspace Mm. office space, because especially if you are like, I know most of your uh, listeners and followers are people who work their own businesses or are working from home. And again, I leaning into that feng shui vibe. It's like, if that area is cluttered or chaotic, they, that translates over to likely your finances and your businesses as well. Mm -hmm. So investing in that space where you are focusing on that so that you can feel good to where you're not focusing on anything else, but bringing in abundance. And so those are kind of like the two, I feel like a lot of times people don't have the space for two areas. So they end up working in their bedroom a bit. So they can overlap. Um, but I like to try to separate them if possible. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think both of those areas, I know for me, like my home office is still not done, but my master bedroom for, it took me the longest time to get it done. And I would wake up in the morning and be like, F my life. Like, this is so stupid. I have nothing in here. And then I would walk downstairs and I'd be like, Oh, it's pretty. But then I would go to sleep and be like, freak. I need to like, I would scroll through Pinterest looking and be like, I need to freaking get this done. So I can like literally feel the difference of when it is like styled it feels so much better I mean and even what you just said like if you were spending your last hours awake which you know are like important times Mm -hmm. and you are looking through Pinterest and you're starting to like get anxiety about 
what you're lacking in your space. Like, you know, I mean, I know, you know, like that is so like, you just totally like ingest yeah. it, slept and like probably didn't sleep really well. And then like you hate, it just translates over. And it's like, it's what I've come into in the last few months, especially at the first of the year, I just felt like there was such a shift with people, especially women that, you know, this is like our year, right? Like it's, everyone is just so refocused on building what they want and like doing energy work and being open to that. And before I was like just running this interior design business. And now I feel like my true passion is like just being able to take that stress away, like their home stress and like helping them create this background of their lives so that they can use that mental and like emotional real estate and what really matters to them. Mm -hmm. So like, whether that is just investing in time with their loved ones, their kids, their job, whatever, but they don't have to even think about their home. It's just like, they love being in it. They love having people there. It's not something that's just taking up all this room, creating all this anxiety. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think a lot of times, like I talk about outsourcing and like getting house cleaners even like, and getting personal assistance and whatever, but your home is such a big part, especially most people are working from home. And so it's like, you're spending your entire time there. If it doesn't look like you want it to, it would be an investment in your business to hire somebody with the vision that like you want to life. Exactly. And it's like, you know, with the course that we're, it's like a lot, it's going to go more into depth about this stuff and to heal it. And I'm like, a lot of people do have the availability or the want to do it. They just kind of feel like they don't know where to start. But if it is you that's there and you're like, I just really don't have the room. Like, I don't feel like this is what designers do. Like there's so many people who can just take it from you and like help do it. And that's like, like you said, it's definitely an invest. It's an investment in everything. And I feel that there has been a stigma around like only being able to afford an interior designer or house cleaner or whatever, if you are at a certain level. And I think a lot of times people can be surprised at how affordable it is. And again, seeing it as an investment because you're no longer picking up everything from target all the time Mm -hmm. you go or home goods, trying to like make things work, but then you're like, nothing goes together. Everything's hodgepodge. You end up giving it away anyway. Mm -hmm. So even about that where I'm like, well, long-term you're not going to be buying any decor because we have decorated yours. Mm -hmm. Good that it's like, you're not going to be trying to put these little band-aids where you think might happen or there's mismatched baskets or whatever. It's like, we are, there's that upfront investment, but it's done. Yeah. And then you're not, you can be spending time focusing on your business when instead of returning things or whatever, like, you know, like all of the, the process and that it can feel fun in the beginning, but by the end it can, it doesn't feel fun anymore. It's like a stressful thing. Yes. Okay. So how would you, what are like some of your favorite ways to style a room? If you were just to come in and people had furniture they liked, but you know, I feel like designers can just take a room and like elevate it like with throw pillows and whatever like what are some of your favorite like accessories to add to a room okay so let's see I would say the almost always we're changing the paint color Mm. or opening windows that's a big thing like people keep their shades drawn or like it's Mm. just dark I'm like I want to make the room bright Mm. so if you have dark paint we're painting it white I'm I, I almost always suggest a white paint in every room if they're like anti-white we'll do like a really light gray I'm it like, feels so fresh I like when I painted my house that I lived in before this white I was like damn it makes it feel like a whole new house and it feels bigger and I think that it even just makes any design pieces you put in pop more so obviously like 
any blacks, any wood tones, like we can really play things up. And it gives you this blank slate that if your design style changes in two years, you know, we're not redoing the whole thing. You're just swapping a few things out. So that's usually almost always the first suggestion of where we start. Um, also, sometimes it can be kind of expensive depending on the house and what the mm. current paint color is. Other than that, like I love uh, throw pillows, making things cozy. Again, like you just want to think like, what, what do you think of when like you feel like you're at home? It's a question I do ask clients too. I'm like, what are three adjectives that you want people to describe your home as, right? And like mm. thinking of it that way. And it's always like inviting, warm, comfortable, friend. Like those are the things we're thinking like, let's do that without being tacky. And so easy, like beds almost always need more throw pillows. I feel when I go <laughs> and investing in bedding, you don't have to spend a fortune, but it's like just kind of knowing the right things and like not going crazy with patterns. Um, rugs. I do love to dress up a room with rugs and um, putting color in that. I like to keep furniture pieces more neutral, just the same reason as the paint, just to give you more freedom to, as you evolve, and your style evolves, you don't feel like you're just spent X amount of dollars redoing your house. And then mm -hmm. a year later, you're like, well, I don't want this green velvet sofa anymore. I wish mm -hmm. I would have done this. And so we're just like, I try to instill like little tips like that with them. Um, I'm in the like mindset of less is more, but not so much in like minimalism. It's like, you can still definitely be a little crazy with your decor pieces, but don't overwhelm the space to where no one notices it or it feels cluttered. So if you did like a lot of bright colors or something really funky, like let's make sure we're toning down all the other pieces so that that is like what people see when they're yes. So that's another thing too. And um, I mean, we can do that in any kind of palette, like, but that's kind of where I, I lean with that. Yeah. Cool. And what would be like in your current space, do you have something that you're like, this is the next big investment I'm making, like a furniture piece or I don't know, a room you want to like pay attention to where's like your next big thing you want to work on? So funny you say that because <laughs> my master bedroom, um, which I talked about on my own stories, but I was like, to the, the blind eye, like my room's fine, right? Like it's exactly what I told you, like very neutral. I have like a blue rug, the pillows pull from it, white bedding, but I feel like it is in terms of just the rest of the house. I haven't spent enough time making those choices. And, you know, I've just, I'm going through a divorce too. So just to like refresh it, but it's one of those things where I was like, I just want to kind of sell everything and then just start over. So yeah. I've made mood boards. Like I have a direction and even before, like I used to let it get to me a little bit where if I was already a little anxious, I might be like, Oh, I hate the wall color. The rest <laughs> of the house is white. I've obviously not painted this room white or like I hate the bedding. I need to do this. And just being like, okay, well I have a plan. I made my decision to change it. I've, I know kind of the direction I'm going in. And so even just the intention of knowing I'm making that choice, even though I haven't made any progress on it, I feel better. In this yeah. It just like, sometimes you don't even need to do anything except acknowledge that you are going to do something. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? It's just like, and it's so funny, just that slight shift. Um, mm -hmm. that's going to be my next my next big investment. Okay. Sometimes it feels like the, th the advice that we tell people, it's like also the stuff that we're telling ourselves. <laughs> okay. So if you don't mind me asking, how has it been going through a divorce and running a business at the same time? Cause that seems hard. 
So, yes, it was something that, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll talk openly about it. When we split up, my uh, business wasn't in a place to totally sustain me. Mm -hmm. And there was like a lot of pressure um, to kind of find a different job, which ended up I did, right? I found this other full-time job. I thought I could keep nurturing my baby business on the side. And I totally underestimated how tired I would be at the end of the day and on the weekends. And so of course, like I totally didn't do anything with it. Even though the universe gave me many outs, I never took them. I really pushed out because I was just so unhappy. It was so toxic. And, but as soon as that happened, I immediately, it was like, felt so good. Like I was like, I know that I need to be doing this company. And of course, like that week I had two people be like, we're finally ready to do this renovation. Like, let's wow. go, let's do this. All this stuff started opening. Um, and you know, soon a month later I found you and your course, which totally shifted the direction of my business as well. And like, I, um, have just kind of been pushing through, I will say running a business that's not, um, not working for someone where it's like a consistent, you know, exactly what you're going to make thing has been difficult, not for me, but for my ex moving forward as mm. we're not like totally divided yet. So with that, I mean, I've had to be very intentional of protecting my mm. energy around my business of not allowing that to seep into how I was dealing with that, of not feeling discouraged in the times where maybe I was more unsure of what was going on and just to keep like trudging forward and like doing the things, doing the rituals, staying positive, just reassuring that this is it and making sure it's going to work because I mean, this is just, I've never felt more fulfilled and more at home, I guess it's like a silly thing to say <laughs> where I am now and what I'm doing. And the more I, like time and energy I put in, the more it's evolved, the more right it feels. Mm. And you know, it is rewarded with that. And so I don't know. I just like take it day by day. I've, yeah. I've totally decided I'm not moving away from what we're doing. It's just going to work and it is working, mm -hmm. but it has been, I've had to be very intentional about what like others or really just one person is saying <laughs> and speaking over it and not allowing it to affect me. Like it did last spring when I was like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work. Maybe I do need to do something. So else. how do you do that? How do you protect your energy? Is it through therapy? Is it through talking it out with friends? Like what is your process of like protecting that bubble? I mean, initially I was like, I just had to decide to, mm -hmm. right? Like, and that kind of came with the decision to be like, the universe has given me this opportunity to do what I'm wanting to do. I could obviously apply for another nine to five job to do whatever. And part of me did feel guilt, like maybe I should do that. Like that fear of like, well, maybe I should do that and still do this when I was like, no, in my heart, I was like, this is my one like free shot to do it. I'm going to commit to it. But with that, yes, like I go to therapy every week. We definitely talk about things. Um, recently I've been doing a lot of energy healing and energy work and with someone that was like a totally divine connection that of course just happened randomly. And she's like, really helps me in terms of protecting my energy with that. Um, so even like with her, she's given me like a color that feels protective to me, which is blue and which is a color I already have like everywhere in my house, of course. And so when I do feel like my, I'm giving too much access to 
people or uh, certain people to just like even envision like a blue shell mm. around me. And so we've visualized that and even words just like don't penetrate it. So, I mean, it could sound silly. I to no, I love that so much. Into this that much, but I promise you like it works. So anytime I felt like there's just something and just, again, it's like just that decision. I feel like even deciding to do anything, deciding to change the energy in your home, deciding to change how you think about your home, deciding to change how much access you give to people, just deciding shifts everything. It already shifts the energy in there. And so you kind of move from that and that goes with just setting that intention, but then having to like envision that I feel like it was a big change for me to where I was like looking like, I'll like look at him or whatever. And I'll be like, this nothing you're saying is getting to me. Mm. They're like, doesn't matter what you're saying. Cause it's not true. Like I don't accept anything you're saying is truth because you're not me. Like you're not running my business. And, um, yeah. So I feel like that's been really helpful. That's huge. I feel like being able, like we all have some sort of force, probably not as intense as like somebody going through a divorce, but somebody who doesn't believe in what we're doing and like being able to get to that place where you're like just listening, but not listening. Like that's so powerful. Well, I think too, it's like, you gotta, when you're talking about running your business, it's like, who are you going to allow uh, to speak to you. Like whose advice are you listening to? Are you listening to like your peers or your parents or whomever who has not ever taken a risk or who isn't running their own business? Or are you looking at people that you admire that you see have done that, have been successful, mm-hmm. have just been positive and working through stuff? Like you don't like your instinct is to go to the people you like trust and care yeah. about. But they're not always the best people to know what's going on with you because you will probably listen to what they're saying and they most likely won't be right or won't be yeah. right. Because most, most of us, our close acquaintances aren't like running successful businesses. No. And it's funny is like, as the, as I've like gotten into this more, like obviously I've found these people like just locally and just on the internet, right. That are in the same place as me. We have the same values or I do admire them. And like, those are the people I go to and I'll like open up with. And so I think it's just important to recognize that in everyone's life. And that goes back even into like interior design of knowing when to like outsource, mm-hmm. right. Who to listen to and like moving forward with that. So, yeah. And honestly, something like about, just you and like the more I've gotten to know you and your like really strong intuition, I think that plays into you being a really great designer because Mm -hmm. you feel like you can like when you, I felt like this when I did graphic design where I would like kind of know the vision without somebody saying it. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like you have that same? It's almost like a sixth sense for like creative. It's funny. I actually like two weeks ago put on my Instagram bio, like intuitive interior design. Cause it was like, again, it was like something I was already doing. And then once I really started to study feng shui, I was like, this is all stuff I like just knew. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, and again, it's like with anything, the more you lean into it, the more it's clear, like you just are recognizing it. And so I think it's that, like, I think having my background, like with that menswear company was like a very similar thing where it was like, mm-hmm. I could just talk to someone or hear what they're saying or see a picture or walk into a room and know immediately wow. right? or like know what their family is and what would be the most functional, but like most beautiful and realistic. So mm-hmm. just kind of blending those together and, but also knowing like when to not push too hard. Cause I'm like, no, this would be perfect for this spot. <laughs> we don't want a piano. Like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> on the list for you but I really think that this would be the best thing that goes yeah yeah I think that it's always been there and so it does like 
but I feel like everyone kind of has that too. Like if you're contacting me because you feel like something's stuck and you don't know what it is, you're recognizing that something's stuck, mm-hmm. right? It's not working. And so it's like, part of me is like, I want to empower my clients to be able to start recognizing that mm-hmm. feel like they can take ownership over their spaces and have control over the energy in their home. Because I think, you know, like we are energetically connected to every thing in our house, like mm-hmm. everything. So if something's broken, if you have a lot of clutter, obviously it's like feeding into you and simultaneously, like you're feeding back into it and your, your being is creating that energy in your home too. So just getting them to the point where they can kind of recognize when things are shifting or happening and be able to feel confident to fix it or mm-hmm. to figure it out. And that's like what I've really kind of leaned into lately. Yeah. Well, and we talk a lot in like business and self-development of cutting cords with relationships that aren't serving you. But like, if you have a ton of shit at your house that you hate, that's the same exact, like getting rid of that. I mean, every, I feel like everybody's had a moment where they like went and did like a deep cleaning of their closet or whatever. And you literally feel free. You feel like such a relief of just like stuff that you didn't need in your life anymore. But isn't it so hard to yes. get to the point where you're like, I'm going to do this <laughs> or like yes. when you're doing it, like, it's so hard for people to be like, okay, like they'll be like, I'm a hoarder. I hoard all these clothes. I know I need to go through it, but like, they won't go through it. Like yeah. there's something blocking them to let it go. So, I mean, in my course, I have a whole day on like how to let things go. And there's like a whole plan and time, whatever. And like, Ooh. I, I mean, we'll like talk about, I'm just like, I feel like if you hold, I mean, everyone's watched that show on Netflix about like if things bring you joy, but it's Mm -hmm. like, you can hold something and know immediately if you have any emotional Mm -hmm. reaction to it. And if you are in that mindset of like, we need to purge and like get things going, like, and that's what you have to do. So for Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, there's a few steps. One, anything broken needs to go. Mm -hmm. Like anything does not matter. This is really great for kids toys too. Like I'm black and white with that. My poor kids. I'm like, I don't (laughs) care if you want it broken yeah. energy. It doesn't serve its purpose. Like it's just taking up space. You can't even play with it the right way. We literally just get rid of it. And then there's that anything you're not using or you don't have an emotional reaction to goes, if you're kind of stuck, like if you're someone who feels like, well, especially with clothes, I feel this is a big thing where you're like, I like it, but like, I really haven't worn it, but like, I might like it. I'm always like, you'll have like your trash box where it's like that immediate, no, yeah, we're getting rid of it, trash or donating that's that you have like your absolute yes pile. And then there's like a middle box. And I'm like, anything that you don't have an initial reaction either way, put it in there, put it off to the side for two to four weeks in your house, like not blocking but somewhere you'll see it and then revisit it. And then you'll know for sure. Most likely you won't have any attachment to anything there. And you're like, I didn't miss it. It doesn't matter. You'll donate it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a baby step, I think for people mm-hmm. who aren't used to getting rid of stuff, but you're so right. It's like, once you've cleared out space, you're like, Oh my God, this yeah. is so much better. And it makes so much more room for the things you actually want to come in. Exactly. So- it's like an abundance thing. Like if you have, if you're, I actually, Talia, you're in one of my courses with her, but she like does energy work on me and figures out my blocks. And one of my biggest blocks right now is I have stuff that I don't love. And so my subconscious is like, why would we bring any more abundance if you have all this stuff that you're not even using or loving? And I think that's such a common thing for so many people. Yeah. But also like jaw dropping that you just see this saw my jaw drop when you say that because that's so true and it's like there's like so many like sometimes like people look at me like are you serious when I'm a little dramatic about like if I go into a house and it's just like they hate 
all their furniture. I'm like, list it all on marketplace today. Yeah. Get rid of the dining table because you don't have any space because you still are like, well, we have a dining table. It's working. But if suddenly you don't have a dining table and chairs and like your husband's freaking out because you just sold all the stuff, then guess who's getting a new dining table? (laughs) You are also, you've sold it. So now you have an extra little budget. I'm like, you just have to rip off the bandaid and move it. And like, open up that space. Like even with me with clothes, it's like, it's almost like a little mantra or trick that I plan myself where I'm like, okay, I have like six shirts left in my closet because those are all I was wearing. But now look at all this space I have mm-hmm. get new stuff over time. Whatever. And of course you end up like, it fills up like, with yeah. stuff like, but it's like, you can't keep filling. but it's so true what you said. It's like a place from either abundance or like scarcity. Yeah. And I think when we're having a really hard time releasing that stuff, just like have that talk with yourself and remember it's it, like you kind of have to have an abundance mindset of I can buy more if I want to. I can buy if I feel like I don't have enough black shirts and I need this one black tee that has a hole on the boob, like I can go and buy another black tee. <laughs> you know, it's like we're our minds are so they just we want to hold on to everything. It's like a yes. scarcity thing. Yes. And I think like it obviously plays out in house stuff all the time. Like I see it like people and they're so quick to be like, I know I need to purge. There's like boxes. It's so easy to accumulate this stuff. But then at the same time, I'm like, all this stuff's been just sitting in boxes. You're not even using it. You could, I could literally take this all with me as I left and you probably wouldn't even know what I took. Like there's just so much, but again, it's just like getting to that mental point of deciding to do Mm -hmm. it because it is a chore. And so even with that, like for people who are especially are not used to it, or maybe they're not like naturally very tidy would be my word because most people are clean, but with clutter, um, would be like to set a timer, you know, like 30 minutes. You're like, okay, I have 30 minutes. I'm putting music on. I'm not even going to look at my phone. I'm not going to look at Instagram, nothing putting this 30 minute timer on. I'm going to go through this section of my closet and do it or this drawer in the kitchen and organize it and clear things out. And then most likely you'll, you'll do it so quickly that you'll end up doing more. And then you're like, well, that wasn't that hard. Or if you're on the flip side, you're like, oh my God, that was so exhausting. But you saw how much progress you made. It's easier for you to like put that into place and do more time slowly and get it done. And you become addicted to the filling. It's like, even if you feel exhausted or whatever, after you've done it, you'll be like, oh, I want this. Like, I want more of this freedom Mm -hmm. that you feel. And I think it's just like, like there's a big thing in the interior design world, just like among designers that they always give this tip of like, if you have a client that has like three different spaces you're working on, right? Like maybe they need their kitchen redone, their bathroom and their living room redecorated. You always want to complete one space at a time, because if you're doing a bunch of little things and then it ends up stretching out, Mm. that's when the client gets stressed out. They feel overwhelmed. There's like, they're not seeing where their money's going. They just feel drained of resources. It's like going to create all this like emotional tension and drama Um, between you but if you can like complete one space for them they're like okay wow like that was done it's beautiful I'm so happy and they're excited to do the next thing so being mindful of that too when we are talking about clearing that clutter out I'm always like or even cleaning I'm like pick like I like to be like okay I'm gonna do all the windows at one time I'm doing Mm -hmm. the floors at one time I'm not doing like a little bit of one room a little bit of another room because then you don't see your efforts Mm -hmm. in tangible form So if you are somebody who's like, I know I can only mentally commit to 30 minutes on a Saturday to clean out a kitchen drawer, 
do that. And then you're going to be so fucking proud of that kitchen drawer. Like, cause mm-hmm. it's done. You didn't like just do some silverware and then you, then that's like normal chores. Mm-hmm. So that would be like a big, a big tip that I give people often. Yeah. It's true. It's like that one kitchen drawer, you'll open it so many times through the rest of the day. Being like, yeah. <laughs> Clean this look. You went to target. You got some dividers. Like you were excited. Yeah. I'm feeling excited. I'm going to deep clean my house today. Tell us more about your course. Okay. So my course is going to essentially go a little bit deeper into what a few things we talked about. And it's a blend between like just energy work and interior design. And so the main points is one really pinpointing where energy is stuck in their homes. Um, And also, like I said, I really want to empower them to give them tools that they can continue to do this just forever in any space that they move to. Um, We're going to look at their own limiting beliefs, their own negativity, what they're putting out in their home, working on reframing that too, and any blocks they have about their home in general. Um, We are also doing like an intro to feng shui, a little deeper into feng shui. Uh, We're going to find, like figure out their aesthetic and the best color palette for them. Um, and just how to kind of design their own space that way. It's going to be a lot of just like very basic level stuff, but in a way that they could redo their entire house and feel confident if they wanted by the end. There'll be an intro to smudging, talking about kind of what we talked about smudging, also a little intro about crystals to have in their home that help with just energy. Um, So it's a blend between just like basic design concepts and some woo-woo cool everybody needs it every single person like even I'm hearing about it like okay I'm down so I feel like it's like such a great like just to have that knowledge will serve you so so much and I think it's too like you know sometimes you feel like some people might be like oh woo woo whatever but I'm like everybody knows that homes have feeling like Mm -hmm. you know when you've walked into a space that feels so good and a space Mm -hmm. that feels so bad like Mm -hmm. so claustrophobic and there's so many little things like how the furniture, the couch is positioned, even like how, like, and now it's like, I see it the second I walk in any space and I can be like, well, we need to, let's try this. Let's move this here. Let's do this. But it's giving them that information to be able to do it on their own and feel Mm -hmm. confident doing it that way. Um, and yeah, so it's going to be 11 days, uh, and just like a little bit of information each day and every day we'll have some sort of, uh, action tasks. So there'll be a lot of journaling, but then there's also going to be kind of like, like uh, purging, like what we talked about, looking at their clutter, implementing cures for that, like figuring out ways that they can help reduce that clutter and make it stop. Um, but it's just a lot of just bringing their awareness to exactly what is happening and exactly how their energy moves through the home naturally and how to make that easy for it to do. Cool. And when does it open for enrollment? So uh, March 11th is the day. <laughs> Okay, cool. And then are you, like, you have room for just private clients, too, if they wanted to hire you? Can you work remotely? How does that work? Yes. So I'm locally based in Nashville, obviously. So if you live in Nashville, I offer, like I said earlier, just easy, like, one-hour consults where then you just handle everything. I'll just go in and, like, in rip apart, basically, your house, (laughs) and you take the notes. My kind of midway court or not course, uh, service design in a day is similar, but I'll take 
pictures, I'll do the notes, and then I return that to the client so they have a to-do list, essentially, that they can do throughout the year based on their time and budget, as well as some basic source items and some mood boards for inspiration. And then full service is like, literally, I just do everything for you. So can range from redecorating to full renovations to new builds, anything. It's like, you will just kind of make some final decisions. We'll talk about your design stuff, and then I handle all of it. Um, so those are our three kind of design services. I do offer e-consults. So if you're not in Nashville and you need help, like maybe you're like, I do feel like there's stuck energy. We can talk about that. It's, it's something that's like, just depending on your needs. Some people might want kind of like a full mood board made for them with me sourcing the items. Other people might just want to like FaceTime me their room and we can talk about it there. I definitely have openings for that. Cool. We'll just kind of see what you need, but Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And where can everybody find you? Okay. So on Instagram at Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T interiors, or my website is elliotinteriors.com and you can contact me through there as well. Okay, cool. Well, it's been so fun having you on. Thanks for helping us all up level our homes, which is going to help us up level our businesses when it comes Thank down you to so it. so much for having me on here. And I hope okay. that everything I said will be helpful to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>